like a really interesting balance of excitement and dread when you start the new year. And I think that's one of the reasons why I never liked setting resolutions because your resolutions are always like, I'm going to work out every day and I'm going (laughs) to drink more water and I'm going to read a book a week and I'm going to do all these things. But there's so many uncontrollable things. Yeah. Yeah that fall into that unknown category for the year that make you feel bad about yourself if you can't follow through with all the things you hoped for yourself. This is Sisterhood Unplugged. I'm Liz. And I'm Julia. We're two sisters with a passion for telling women's stories, which is what we'll do here while we share ours along the way. Each week, we'll come together to have real conversations with each other and the women in our sisterhood. In our first collection of episodes, Volume 1, You Can Have It All, Even Cancer, we cover my story of being diagnosed with breast cancer at 35, from my mental health through my treatments and how my diagnosis has affected my relationships to what I see for myself in life after cancer. Thanks for joining us on Sisterhood Unplugged. Welcome to Sisterhood Unplugged. I'm Liz. And I'm Julia. Happy New Year, sisterhood. Um, Today, Liz and I will be talking about our thoughts and intentions for the new year, what we're looking forward to, how we hope to grow, and what we see for ourselves as 2024 unfolds. Um, Before we jump in, Liz, how was your new year? It was really quiet, which is definitely my type of new year. I think it's so funny, like, Obviously, like Facebook reminds you of your memories and stuff and like all your photo apps will be like this time last year, this time seven years ago. And it's like me out at a bar. (laughs) And this year I was like, get me in bed by nine o'clock. So um, it was a very chill new year. Uh, Me, Zach and our son went to our parents and just had some fun little snacks and then got home and went to bed and I set my alarm for 12 o'clock so I could wake up and say happy (laughs) new year to everyone but was definitely in bed before then how was yours it was good it's so funny though that you say like like bringing up you know past new years and like being at a bar or whatever um (laughs) Matt and I were just talking the other day about how um in the like when we rang in 2016 um we had gone out in red bank new jersey with two of our really really good friends and we had like we went to like a restaurant that was having a new year's party and they had this terrible band and (laughs) it was so crowded and we had booked a table so we got to sit down at a table but like to go to the bathroom the line was so long and you had to like like just like fish through the sea of people just to like get to the bathroom and even the men's room had like a long line and I remember like being like okay this is the last time I need to do something like this (laughs) and then before 2016 was over um I had my son so that was like (laughs) It like all of a sudden we had gone from like being like oh yay let's go out on New Year's to being like that's enough of this we're ready to move into the next phase of things and then we did. Oh my um, gosh, that's that's so funny because 2017 was the exact same for me. Every year, me I would go. My best friend would like get a a serviced table at this bar in Seaside. Yes, exactly. It was like we had like table service. Year. Yes, we would go every year for like a couple of the couple of years before then. And then there was something about that year, 2017, that I was just like, I am too old for this. Yes. I can't do this anymore. Like seeing all the drunk people standing in line for the bathroom and Ugh. being like, wow, I'm so glad I had my wits about me enough to go before I was ready to pee my pants. Like, because I stood in line <laughs> for so long and like, everyone's like, let's go dance. Let's go dance. Let's do shots. And I'm like, that's not my thing. Yeah, I but want no, to. I want to sit in this quiet corner of this table and sip my drink. And yes. I'm and also buy. tell me about the, tell me about the snacks that I can order to this table. Yes, exactly. But there was none of that. So <laughs> then it's it's funny because I think everybody had the same realization. That was the last year they did that as a group. And then the year after that was like, 
oh, we got a table at a restaurant for a late dinner and we'll all sit and maybe you can come back to my house after to ring in the new year. Um, <laughs> and like Zach and I started dating at the beginning of 2017. So I didn't know him when I went to New Year's, but it was like, as soon as he came into the picture, we had such like calm, enjoyable, low key New Year's since then. And it's just been the best. Yeah. So we have, so the friends that we went to Red Bank with that year, we, um, we've tried to celebrate New Year's with them every year as much as possible, like pretty much since we graduated college. Mm -hmm. And, um, since that like 26 like you know we planned this whole trip we've stayed at a hotel we had reservations at this place and then ever since then we've been like okay so whose house are we gonna hang out (laughs) (laughs) and like in when we rang in 2017 we like went and stayed at their apartment and we had like snacks like you know we made like cocktail wieners in their kitchen Yeah. And um, ever since then, we've tried, we've just had like little, you know, get togethers at like a house. (laughs) Because that year, we were just like, this, we're done with this. We're, yeah, no more of this. I don't find this fun anymore. I must be a adult. (laughs) Yeah. So this year, unfortunately, um, we were gonna um, hang with those friends for New Year's this year, but they got COVID. Oh, no. So, yeah, so we'll have to make plans with them um, later in the year. But we did have um, a nice little campfire earlier in the evening. Um, we have, um, we live on this road. It's like, we don't live in a neighborhood. It's like literally just one road. Like you drive like a mile down our road and it doesn't connect to anything. So um, <clears throat> we don't really have a neighborhood, but we do have another family that lives like diagonally across from us who has, they have two kids who are really similar in age to my two kids, um, which is, has been so nice. We actually, we've lived near them for years, but we didn't meet them because our road is so, um, like everybody's really spread out. And like I said, it's not a neighborhood. So it's kind of hard to like meet neighbors. So we didn't know about them for years. But when my son started kindergarten, we met them at the bus stop. And um, they've kind of become our like some pretty good friends. And the kids all play really nicely together, which is so relaxing for all the parents. So um, they didn't have any plans on New Year's. So on New Year's Eve, Matt started a nice little campfire and we had s'mores and the kids played together for hours outside which was so nice because it was like it wasn't super cold it was like maybe in the 40s um so it was like perfect weather for having a campfire and we had like glow sticks out for the kids and like they literally played for hours so Matt and I and our neighbor friends we just like sat around a campfire and like had some drinks and had some snacks and talked or didn't you know um which was really fun and they I mean we put we put the kids to bed early like um the, all four kids were in bed by nine o'clock. So after that, Matt and I made, we always like to make really fun snacks on New Year's. So we made um, these like little mini um, pie cups with, it was like brie and this like fig jam and some pistachios. And they were really, really, really yummy. Um, and obviously cocktail wieners because you can't Yeah, I was going to say the, the most important snack for any celebration or any holiday is hot dogs. <laughs> That's literally like my favorite. <laughs> yeah, I know. You like, I feel like I can't have New Year's without mini hot dogs. No, you can't. You can't have anything without mini hot dogs, really. Even like <laughs> Zach's family, that's like all they know about me. Like they will not <laughs> put the tray of mini hot dogs out until I arrive. That's it's so at beautiful. every Thanksgiving, every Christmas. Every Mother's Day, Father's Day, no matter what, if we all get together at their house, there is a tray of mini hot dogs for me. <laughs> that is so beautiful. It really is. It's, <laughs> it's so special. So. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Yay for low-key New Year's. Yes. Yay for low-key New Year's. Um, and excited to see what 2024 has in store for all of us. Um. 
we just have some fun questions for each other about, you know, what we're hoping to get out of the new year, what we're manifesting, um, and things like that. So I'll jump right in and ask you, Julia, what are you hoping to get out of 2024? Um, definitely less cancer is on yes, the agenda. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt and I have decided our, um, our unofficial motto for 2024 is hike more in 2024. Um, oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah. Like we, so I'm, I don't think I've talked about this yet too much um, on the podcast, but um, we, our cancer purchase was a camper. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have, we've been talking about buying a camper for years um, just, just to make camping a little bit easier. Cause we do really like to go camping, but, um, it's just like a lot of work. Like we have a, you know, because there's four of us. So we have to like the tent set up for a tent that's big enough to fit our whole family is like kind of intense. So we've been talking about getting a camper, like just something to sleep in, not something fancy. Um, just so yeah. that we could kind of like roll into a campsite and like, sleep and then roll out like to kind of just remove some of the friction of like having to pack all the the tent stuff so we yeah. finally after years of looking we finally found like our perfect camper it's just like basically a box with two fold-out beds <laughs> um <laughs> it doesn't have <laughs> anything fancy we didn't want like a bathroom or anything because there's a whole like there's a whole maintenance side of things when you have like water in it and we didn't we didn't want to deal with any of that like we literally just wanted like a hard-sided tent on wheels so um we over Thanksgiving weekend we picked it up it's so cute I love it so much <laughs> it is really cute it's so cute um we named it Gloria <laughs> and um it just has like this little slide out kitchen with like uh with like a little camp stove and a refrigerated cooler and then it's just like I said a hard-sided box with beds <laughs> with two queen-size beds so all four of us could sleep um and like what spurred that was like over the last few months we've just spent so much time so many hours so many days like in these buildings these medical yeah. buildings with no windows or like you know no fresh air um and it's like oh i and like one of the things i said during one of my chemo treatments was like after all this is done i want to spend more time outside i just want to like be outside for a long time so we bought this camper and um, I pay for this really great hiking app called All Trails. Um, All Trails, if you want to, if you want to sponsor us, uh, let me know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's, it's like the best hiking app. So like my, for 2024, I want to use our camper um, and I want to use my All Trails app and just do some hiking and be outside and like sleep outside and um Definitely, 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 definitely looking forward to spending time outside in 2024. It's funny that your motto for 2024 is hike more in 2024 because Zach and I were talking and we were saying, or camp, whatever, let's not do any of that in 2024. <laughs> Let's continue our trend of not camping and just not do that. <laughs> Although Gloria is really cute. And if I was ever going to sleep outside, um, I would totally do that. But I just not my thing. I get it. I, I get like it. I like amenities. I totally understand. <laughs> well, we're definitely like closer to glamping than camping, especially now that we have this camper because. Well, yeah, like, of course. I won't, one of the reasons we didn't want to deal with having a bathroom in the camper is because, like, I refuse to go to a campsite that doesn't have, like, one of those buildings that has the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we only go to campsites that have, like, playgrounds and bathhouses and running water. So, like, <laughs> it's not quite as, uh, as rustic as it might sound. I think anytime you are sleeping outside, it's rustic. I'll go with that. I think that still qualifies. 
Well, I definitely want to camp. Me would be like a tiny house <laughs> that has everything. <laughs> I don't have to share a bathroom with other people. I don't have to share a shower in a communal space. Like I have my own stuff in my own place. <laughs> That's fair. Because it definitely is like the like it is like a bathhouse situation right like it's like stalls and like yeah showers that other people use like you wear like flip-flops in the shower and stuff but I don't know as far as camping goes it's it's definitely not roughing it the way it could be (laughs) yeah definitely um I'm also definitely hoping to spend more time reading and less time on social media this year um I feel like there are So I guess kind of along the same lines of like (laughs) how cancer inspired me to want to hike more in 2024, um, (laughs) there's actually, I've actually had a lot of good like changes to my habits that have come from this whole cancer thing. And one of, one of those changes is more time reading and less time on social media. Like, I know we talked about this in a previous episode, but like social media has become a real slippery slope for me. Um, Just you know, trying to stay as positive as possible with what I'm going through. And like, um, so I don't know. So I, I really went off social media completely for a while. I'm like creeping back on. But one of the things that has come from that is that I pick up a book instead of picking up my phone more often. Mm. Um, so like my goal every year for like the last 10 years has been to read a book a month. And I've never done it. Literally never done it. Like I've maybe read like three books in a whole year, but I've read like four books just since being diagnosed in like just since August. Okay. So um, I'm already like on a good, on a good like groove with that. So I'm definitely trying to read more this year. Um, It's really, I used to read nonstop as a kid like I was obsessed with reading like I would just like at the dinner table in the car Mm -hmm. like I just I was basically like Rory Gilmore like I would carry books like everywhere I went and like I just I just I would just like devour books when I was a kid and as an adult like as a journalist I read and write all day so um I have found it a little difficult to to read books in that same way because sometimes it feel it can feel hard for my brain after reading and writing, you know, for work all day. Yeah. Um, but like this whole cancer thing, it's really like reawoken my love for reading, which has been really nice. So I I'm definitely trying to ride that wave into 2024, like hardcore. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, you read so much as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so much. Yeah, I was, like, obsessed. So I'm, like, definitely trying to to channel those vibes again. Um, yeah. And then still, like, kind of along the same lines, more time chilling with the fam. Um, that's, like, another thing that's come from this whole cancer thing is just, like, we've had a lot more downtime at home. Um, mm-hmm. Like, less plans and um just like less rushing around and that's been a really nice change of pace for us and it's been good for the kids I feel like you know because they're just home like with all their toys so it's like you know they kind of like hang out and play with their toys which is really cute and um and then like while they hang out and play with their toys I've been reading more and you know so um definitely I definitely like that pace for us a little bit more than what we've been doing in the past. So um, I would really like to, to have a little bit more chill family time in 2024. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For me on a, on kind of a joking, but being serious, part for 2024 uh, I really want to stop saying definitely so much (laughs) (laughs) so um Julia owns our account for the first Spotify podcaster so I don't always get to listen to it ahead of time so I listen to our our episodes on Spotify when they when they launch and 
Uh, seriously, all I hear every time you answer a question, I'm just like, yeah, definitely, 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 definitely. <laughs> it's like in How I Met Your Mother when um, Robin Trubatsky keeps saying, uh, what does she say? But, um. So, a uh, but, um, but, yeah. um, but, um, and they make a drinking game out of it. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, stop saying definitely. Like, you don't have to say <laughs> definitely every single time someone answers a question. So I will be uh, focused on that, of course. <laughs> um, joking not joking um I personally do not like setting resolutions especially at the beginning of the year um I feel like when you have a resolution it's like you're a problem that needs to be resolved mm -hmm. so um I really like this trend on social media because that's where I spend too much of my time it's part of my 2024 hopes um <laughs> the less of more of so for me, less of like the self-deprecation, self-doubt for 2024. 2023 was kind of like a weird year for me because, I mean, I quit my job, which was yeah. kind of like a crazy thing to do. <clears throat> I'd been working with the company for 11 years. It was like a very clear-cut path, and it just wasn't right for me after I had my son. And that was like one of the things that really fueled my postpartum um, mental health issues was like prior to my son, I had my job. Like that was that was my identity, was my job. Mm -hmm. And I like put all of myself into it. And then when my son came into the picture, I had this like identity crisis because my job, like, obviously I wanted to do a good job at it, but like my perspective had changed and my priorities had shifted. Like, obviously there's things in this world that are more important than what I had kind of created my identity around for the last yeah. decade. Mm -hmm. So it was really hard to refine myself and I feel like I've been doing a good job at that for the most part since quitting my job but I'm not looking to do the same thing so I have faced so much rejection <laughs> in yeah. 2023 because I've been applying to jobs that I don't have like job title experience with and it right. is just like 10 to 12 rejections a day like I have to have applied to at least like 300 jobs it's so and hard to change careers. Exactly. And like, I read these job descriptions and I'm like, I've done all these things. Mm -hmm. I know how to do all these things, but like, I can't even get an interview. Yeah. So it's, it's been a very humbling experience, but it has also fueled a lot of like negative self-talk that I worked really hard on getting away from through therapy after having my son. So mm -hmm. like- more acceptance of myself where I'm at and my situation and just a little bit more trust in the universe that things will happen when they're supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, because I do not want to take that feeling that I had over the last six months into the new year. It's, it's just like a slippery slope and I really don't want to go down that path again. So yeah. um, that's my more of less of. I also... In addition to reading, I think that would be a great thing for me to like stop spending so much time on social media and start reading a little bit more because I want to set a good example for my son. Um, but I want to be a little bit more <laughs> of an adult <laughs> in 2024, <laughs> which sounds crazy. So um, I'm a really good procrastinator. I wait till the last minute to do things and it stresses me out. Like I want to just take care of things when things need to get taken care of. And not like let it get to a point where it totally overwhelms me because I think so much of my overwhelm is self-inflicted. Yeah. Because I didn't jump on the opportunity to do something that I need to do. Like when people have things that stress them out, there's like fight or flight, like anxiety responses and mine is just avoidance. Like I don't, yeah. I don't want to do it. Like if I have to make a phone call, I, I wait until the last second to do it and hope no one picks up so I can say I called them, but they didn't answer. So now I don't have to do it for the rest of the day. Like it's such stupid little things to get so stressed out and overwhelmed by, but I work myself up and the longer I wait to do them, the worse it gets. So I really want to set a good example for my son and kind of do that like 
adult stuff a little bit better this year, um, especially since my husband will be away for nine months. Yeah. So it's everything's going to be on me. Um, so I really need to kind of just lean into being a little bit more proactive about things um, just for my own mental health. Because if I don't, I'm going to stress myself out and feel more overwhelmed than I anticipate I will already be. Um, one of the other things is, so I sent this to you last night. So I'm still on a Top Chef kick. I mean, I think at this point, we're probably just going to rename our podcast Sisterhood Unplugged, a Top Chef um, <laughs> admiration podcast, because I don't think we've got a single episode without talking about Top Chef yet. Um, but I'm on season 10. And there's this one contestant, Brooke, who I really, really like. I think she's just a good person. Um, and she has a lot of fears and anxieties, which I think I relate to her a lot, just like <laughs> watching her journey through this whole thing. But um, one of the things she said, and I recorded it and sent it to you yesterday, she has like a fear of boats and she doesn't really know where it comes from. And she was like in in one of her like talking heads, she said that um, her husband booked a boat trip for them, her and her husband and her four-year-old son. And her four-year-old son, who had never been on a boat before, looked at her and said, mommy, I think I'm afraid of boats. And she was like, she just felt this responsibility to not make her own fears, her child's fears. Mm -hmm. And that spoke to me a lot. So I definitely have a metaphobia. I am when throw up is happening, like I just completely shut down. Like I'm, I'm like paralyzed with fear over, I don't even know, to be honest. Like, I don't even know what I'm afraid of. I just have so much anxiety built up around that. And I feel like my son is at like a critical developmental part in his life where if I express too much anxiety around a natural bodily function like vomiting he's going to take on that anxiety and mm -hmm. I honestly would not wish anyone to feel like this ever like just the amount of thought that my brain puts into avoiding it or making sure I don't touch something or catch something like basically things that are uncontrollable. Like I would never want him to grow up feeling that way. So that for me is like also part of being an adult, just being like more aware of my own reactions to things mm -hmm. and how I demonstrate my overwhelm and my stress and my anxiety, because I wouldn't want any of that to translate to my son. Yeah. I mean, I think it's totally like, unrealistic and too much pressure for us to put on ourselves to like not to not pass any of that on to our kids but of I course. totally understand what you're what you're talking about and like I know we kind of talked about like the anti-anxiety meds um on our previous episode and how much that has helped both of us in um everyday our everyday lives especially when it comes to parenting um, mm -hmm. but like, I like definitely since I've started taking anti-anxiety meds, I feel like my reactions to things like when my three-year-old spills a whole glass of milk or, um, when my seven-year-old gets like a big glob of sauce on like his pants or something, you know, like something that's really not important and really stupid. Um, yeah. my reactions, whereas like before I would, my reactions would be kind of big I guess and like oh no yeah. like now my reaction is like oopsie uh oh let's clean that up you know what I mean <laughs> yeah yeah and like I agree I don't think there's any possibility where you don't pass any of that on but like I don't know I want to set an example for him where like I'm trying to think of the right way to say this like it's a like I don't want to create an anxiety in him that doesn't need to exist only yeah. because I can't control my own reaction to it. Right, right. Well, I mean, I'm so just like, saying in in the spirit of uh, not being self-deprecating, I'm just saying. Yes. Like, to <laughs> See, take a little, a take of... <laughs> a little bit of pressure off of yourself. <laughs> See, this is why I want less of it in 2024 because I yeah, overthink like, so many things. 
We're not perfect. I, I seriously, one of no. my, one of my best parenting moments of like my whole life so far was this one time when, um, um, it was just like one of those days, like, um, and like my three-year-old, it was a while, it was a little while ago. So she was probably like one or two. And then, um, my son was like, you know, five or six and everyone was just like kind of losing it. And it was just like, it was just one of those days and, and I lost it. Um, and one of the things I said to my son was, you know, mommies and daddies are just people doing their best. <laughs> and like, that's so true though. So like, I mean, I totally understand wanting to have the best intentions and especially yeah. like the way we react to things, like trying not to, you know, like, like I was just saying, like not freaking out over like, like literally crying over spilt milk, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. at the same time, we are just people doing our best. So we gotta, gotta be kind to ourselves too. Yeah, of course. Of course. Notice so. how I didn't say definitely. Oh, nice. Nice. Mixing it up. I like it. Do you have like I, a I list of down. adjectives? <laughs> No, I wrote the word definitely down on a piece of paper and I'm staring at it. So I won't Oh my say gosh, it. that's hilarious. <laughs> that was one of my um so one of the things that I had to do in my previous job, I did a lot of presenting. I had to do a ton of business presenting to like people throughout the organization at like different levels. And as I got farther along in my career path, it was like more more information to share at a greater scope to like kind of more important people and I would never take a breath like I would literally <laughs> write out my whole entire thing I mean eventually I learned to kind of just go with the flow but like in the beginning I was so nervous about it because I had never had to do it at that level before that I would literally write out word for word what I wanted to say and mm -hmm. I would read it so I would never breathe <laughs> and I would talk so fast that it was like hard for people to understand. So my, my boss was like, put an asterisk, like read it to yourself. And every time you take a breath naturally, put an asterisk in your mm. presentation. She was like, it's totally fine for you to read. Like a lot of people just read off of their, their computer or write out a script and just read off of it. Like that's a natural thing. Some people are better at like talking on the fly and other people are better when they have all their thoughts written out. Mm -hmm. but she was like put an asterisk every time you have to take a breath and it like completely transformed <laughs> like actually <laughs> breathe more and it's funny the more you breathe the less nervous you get wow How crazy is that? <laughs> who'd have thought so <laughs> yes so I have two asterisks next to the word definitely on a piece of paper right in front of my face that's really funny um so what are you hoping to manifest this year a job. I, want a job. <laughs> I have, I am so privileged and incredibly grateful to have had this time to like take my time finding something and spend this time with my son and invest in myself. Like I've gotten back into hobbies and things that I had really lost connection with over the time that I was working. And it's been awesome to kind of like rediscover those parts of myself that were like fun and, and like, I don't know, it's like re-sparked creativity or something. Like it's, it's really been an incredible time. But one of the things that I have learned through this experience that I kind of already had an inkling of is that I am not meant to be a stay-at-home mom. And I have the utmost respect and admiration for women who are stay-at-home moms. Like, all motherhood is hard, whether you are a stay-at-home mom or a working mom. Like, there are – it's hard work either way. Mm -hmm. But when you're a stay-at-home mom, you are on literally 24-7. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't get to pee alone. I don't get to mm -hmm. eat alone. I don't get to do anything on my own. I am constantly with my child. Mm -hmm. And like, it really weighs on you. Like, so I was talking to uh, my best friend. Her son was home for winter break. And in the beginning, she was like, oh, you know, I really missed this time with him. And I really missed being, you know, having like this special time where we get to like go outside. 
But by the end of the break, which is like 10 days, like she's like, it all adds up and it just mm-hmm. keeps stacking on top of itself. And then like all of a sudden <laughs> you're like, okay, go, go back to school. Yeah. Please. <laughs> Please. Like I just need a little bit of a break. Like there's just, just some quiet. no break. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I feel like in the beginning you're riding this high of like, um, gratitude to be able to be there and be part of it mm-hmm. and then like it just keeps stacking up and there's no break and it's it's a lot so I am definitely manifesting a job and not just to get out of the house like I really miss contributing to an organization using my my mind to do something other than like teach my kid how to say please and thank you like I want to talk to adults and I want to use my brain in a strategic way mm-hmm. to make a positive impact on an organization I miss contributing financially to my family and like not in a way where I feel guilty but like like I'm it's like a little empowering to bring a paycheck home <laughs> so mm-hmm. I definitely miss that um, so that is what I am manifesting for 2024. I want to find an opportunity. I want to find the right opportunity for myself and my family um, and just be able to contribute outside of the household. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think this year I'd like to write more. Um, I okay. One of the things that's kind of Another thing that's kind of come out of this whole cancer thing is um, I I have been writing more just as a way to help myself process everything that I've been going through and just yeah. to kind of like, um, you know, um, record what I've been going through um, because it's now part of who I am. So, um, you know, yeah. it's worth, it's, it's worthy of being recorded. Um and I, so kind of like I was saying with reading, you know, I, I read and write all day for work. So, um, writing is something that I used to do all the time. Um, but I've kind of fallen off that in my adult life because I do it all day for work. Um, but just like going with the instinct of typing up a quick entry to my quote journal you know um when the when it strikes me um I've like I've been getting good at doing that so um I'd like to write more for sure and you know with this podcast um it's given me an opportunity to you know put a little bit of my writing on online um to be able to like write a little post to go with each episode so um, I definitely, definitely would like to write more. Um, I, I've been an editor for so long that I kind of forgot how much I, how much more I like writing than editing. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I'm still, I still have a long ways to go in terms of um, getting to the, getting beyond cancer, right? Yeah. Um, but like, I think the beyond cancer version of myself I think I'd like to figure out how to write a lot more instead of putting such a focus on editing. Yeah. So. That makes sense. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know what to say. (laughs) Um, So lots of ups and downs in 2023, but what are you looking forward to most in 2024? Um... I want to get back to like looking forward to traveling. Um, yeah, that's always been like such a big part of my relationship with my husband and also like our family life. Yeah. Um. So even just to start this month, um, Matt and I are gonna go to Charleston in and a eat few great weeks food and eat amazing food. I'm so excited. We already have such good dinner reservations oh ready God, to I go. Can't wait to see. You have to tell me so I can look up the menu and um, pretend if I was going to go what I would order. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Well, we're going to go to Fig, which is our absolute favorite um, Charleston restaurant. And I don't think you've gotten to the season of Top Chef yet, right? Top Chef, like when they're in Charleston? No, not yet. Okay. So they there is a season where they're in Charleston and they go to Fig. Like they like Ooh, okay. do a thing in Fig. 
Um, that's how we found out about it. But um, so we're going to eat at Fig and then we're um, eating at this place called Vern's, which we've never been to before, but the menu looks amazing. And then we're taking, I think the, the restaurant's called, it has the word zero in it. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but we're taking a, a class, a lunchtime class where they're like pairing. It's like a, like a cooking and pairing wine that's awesome class. I know I'm so excited that's gonna be so fun yeah and we're staying at this like fancy resort that like we definitely can't afford in the summer <laughs> when it's <laughs> when most people go there um but like it's the south in the winter so we'll still be able to go in like the hot tubs and stuff but um we're staying at this nice resort which like hopefully will be super relaxing um, so I'm really looking forward to that trip. It's going to happen right before my surgery. Okay. Um, so I'm hoping that I can be like, have good presence of mind and not yeah. be worrying too much about what's to come, but, um, looking forward to that. I think, I think you've had a lot of practice with that in this year. So yeah. I think like, I think you'll be able to be present more than you think I really hope so I really hope so um but yeah so we have like we, we have a few fun trips to look forward to already um and then we have like our spring break trip to Cape May that we go on with our family yes. I can't wait I hope <clears throat> I get to go for the whole week this year I know yeah so like that and also that's at the end of March so um I'm hoping that I'll be in a, again, I'll be in a place where I can enjoy it and I'll be yeah. through, I don't know. I don't know where I'll be, but we'll see. Um, and then I would love to go to the national championships for dance over the summer. Um, they happen every year over 4th of July week. And um, I just, I don't know if it's realistic and I'm going to just, try to be kind to myself and be flexible and keep an open mind. But I would love, 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 love for it to be possible for me to go compete um, in July in the national championships um, and like get a new dress beforehand and just kind of like get back into that part of my life. Um, Cause I missed it so much in 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hope I get to go to the nationals this year as well. That would be awesome, but also like definitely um, regional championships at the end of the year because that's oh, they're sure. going to be in Orlando. Did I tell you that already? You did. Where are the nationals this year? They're in Grapevine, Texas, so it's like right right outside okay. Dallas, I think. Interesting. Um, so it's at a, it's at one of the Gaylord. They have a Gaylord hotel there. Oh my gosh, those are so much fun. I know that's the best venue. So so yeah, so like I would really love to go to nationals, but definitely like looking forward to hopefully getting to go to the regional championships in December because that's in Orlando. And then hopefully you can come and mom can come and we can live our ride the swings, <laughs> ride the swings, <laughs> ride the ridiculous swings that go as high as a literal hotel. Yes. Um, that and shockingly our mom wanted to do multiple times i cannot yes. believe that's so out of character for her I know, so i'm excited I to see orlando mom yes orlando mom is fun <laughs> and also the hotel where they usually have the competition is pretty close to disney springs where yeah, they have i really want to go there so many like good restaurants so like that oh, and like you you know you're in charge of picking restaurants. Like oh, any I trip that we go on with you, you are in charge of picking the restaurant. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, so like Orlando Mom is just like eating at these nice restaurants and like going out at night and going on these crazy swings. And it's like, I really <laughs> hope that gets, I, I, you know what? That's what I'm manifesting in 2024 <laughs> is that trip coming to fruition. <laughs> I am manifesting Orlando mom vibes for 2024. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So other than, other than Orlando mom vibes, what are you looking forward to most this year? Um, I think this is going to like I'm I'm looking forward to this being a year of growth and change for me. 
Oh my gosh. Um, I like how yours is so mature. You're like, I want to grow and change. And I'm like, I want to go to Orlando and eat really delicious food and go Okay, on. well, I I also want to do those things. That's why when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, me too. Definitely me too. LOL. Um, <laughs> no, I am looking forward to a year of growth. Um, like I had said earlier, my husband is going to be in a way, many, many states away training for nine months out of the year. So I will be single momming it for the majority of the year. Um, and I think that I, by no means do I think that it's going to be easy. Um, Actually, you know what that reminds me of? You know what else I'm looking forward to? Seeing what? you more, seeing you more this year, because you're <laughs> yeah. gonna have to come stay at my house to give you Probably. a little break. With my kid, like, like mom has already worked out where I will be sleeping in the house when I move into their house. Um, I think like, so one of the things that you said in our first episode, uh, that one of your takeaways from this whole cancer situation is that we are stronger and more capable than we think. So I'm really looking forward to like at the end of 2024, looking back and saying like, wow, I was really strong this year. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to traveling a little bit, all of our vacations, family vacations, um, all of the dance competitions that, you know, mom usually goes to with you, those have always fallen during like critical time periods at work and mm -hmm. I won't have that type of job. So I'm looking forward to being able to participate in some, if not all. Um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. I think it'll be hard because I'll be doing it alone, but mm -hmm. um, I think it'll be nice to kind of get a change of scenery and be around our family and um, be able to just kind of relax. So we go to New Hampshire every year as a family. And uh, this past year, I mean, it's never really a vacation. It's parenting in a different location. Um, but it was less stressful than it was the year prior. And I think it was because I wasn't worried about going back to work at the end mm. of it. Like, I was able to like truly be present for yeah. that whole entire thing. So I'm, I'm hoping to have similar experiences in, in our traveling this year. Yeah. I hope that for you too. Thank you. <laughs> what about, um, what are you most nervous about this year? I mean, that's a great segue into that question <laughs> because I'm also nervous about all the changes that are going to happen. Um, so our family has this gene that's been passed down from generation to generation. Uh, I call it the burden gene, where <laughs> you have this overwhelming sense of guilt because you feel like you're being a burden to the people around you. It makes it very difficult for us to accept help and ask for it when we need it. Um, because you're constantly feeling like you're taking advantage of people, even though like that's like the farthest thing from what you're doing. Um, I'm going to need to rely on people in a way that I've never had to rely on them before over this next year just to like survive, I think. Um, and I'm very fortunate that I have an army uh, and a, a village of people around me who are there to help. I just like I'm nervous about needing to rely on other people you know I I really want to not feel that way but I am nervous about feeling that way you know a lot of change is going to come in this next year I'm manifesting a job so you know that will be a, a change my husband just started his new job that's already been a big change and like obviously I've known for a while that he's going to be going away but up until January 1st it has felt like future Liz's problem mm -hmm. and um, future Liz is here now. <laughs> so yeah. I'm definitely, uh, I said definitely again, darn it. Um, <laughs> nervous about what's to come. Yeah. I totally Because get already with him going back to work, it's back to me doing the bulk of the parenting mm -hmm. day to day. Cause he put in his two weeks early so that we could spend some, a couple weeks together as a family before he, he starts this new job and goes away. And even though these first couple weeks of his job are like working from home, he's still working. 
Right. So it's just, even though he's in the house, like it's just me and our son. And I, um, it's making me nervous about yeah. what's to come. I so totally get that. Hopefully it's just all being worked up in my head, but definitely feeling that mental load right now. Um, I think similar to you, just kind of like a lot of anxiety about what's, what falls into the unknown. Um, I think especially because of like so much of this coming year is going to fall into the unknown for me because of the whole cancer thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like I have surgery coming up at the end of this month and I have a lot of anxiety about what, I, like I've never had major surgery before. So I have yeah. like a lot of anxiety about like, the pain and the recovery and how long it's going to be before I can pick up my kids and hug them and work out and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, I don't know yet what comes after the surgery. So mm -hmm. like, likely radiation, likely even more chemo, but like in pill form. So like already a very good majority of this, year that just started a few days ago um is kind of like falls into that unknown category yeah um with all the cancer stuff so like I have a lot of hopes and a, a lot of enthusiasm about things like going to nationals or you know the trips that we have or going camping or whatever but so much of that is going to be dictated like the reality of that I guess is going to be completely dictated by how this whole cancer thing um unfolds through the yeah. year so that's definitely the biggest source of my anxiety and then in addition to that just kind of like I don't know figuring out who I am after yeah. this because I'm already a different person than mm -hmm. I was on you know July 30th 2023 <laughs> um so just for that to continue to evolve, um, like there's there's an aspect of that that's exciting, but there's also a much, in, I think, a much bigger aspect of that that's like anxiety-inducing. Like who yeah. who am I? Who am I now? You know? Yeah. I think so. that's like the the thing about going into a new year. It's really exciting to think about who you'll come out of the new year being, mm -hmm. but it's coupled with a ton of unknown variables and factors. Yeah. So it's like a really interesting balance of excitement and dread when you yeah. start the new year. And I think that's one of the reasons why I never liked setting resolutions because your resolutions are always like, I'm going to work out every day and I'm going <laughs> to drink more water and I'm going to read a book a week and I'm going to do all these things. But there's so many uncontrollable things yeah. that fall into that unknown category for the year that make you feel bad about yourself if you can't follow through with all the things you hoped for yourself. Right. So like, I like for myself this year less self-doubt and self-deprecation and more acceptance because even though there's a lot of things that I'm hoping to get out of this new year there's also a lot of things I'm not going to be able to control and I don't for know sure. what those things are yet so I just like I'm hoping for myself for this year it's more of me being able to accept my reality and move mm -hmm. through it, it with the most grace instead of allowing it to consume me and fill me with self-doubt yeah and I have to that's a really interesting take because like I have to say I think that I've done a pretty good job with that like I like 2023 was definitely did not shape up the way I would have hoped it <laughs> hoped would you know Wait, like you weren't at, hoping at to get cancer in oh my god I know I know so surprising um <laughs> but like I I am like like thinking back on the last few months like I am pretty proud of myself for how I've handled the situation so far like yeah 
Um, I think it's made me a little bit more flexible, a little bit more open-minded. Um, you know, I, <laughs> this is going to come as a shock to you. Um, but I'm a very type A person and I know I told you it was going to shock you. Um, like, and when things are out of my control, I have never really handled it that well, Yeah. but I think I've learned a lot about how to handle things that are out of my control with more grace than I ever have been able to achieve in Yeah. these last few months. So Like, yeah, I like, I don't know. That's, that's not something I'd really thought about before, but I'm, I'm going to like mark that as like something I'm proud of myself for, for in 2023. And like, I'm going to, I'm going to take that pot, that, that pride into 2024. Yeah. I mean, look at what you've been able to accomplish in 2023. And I mean, you were thrown one hell of a curveball Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> midway through the year, you know, like you had your own hopes for what those last six months were going to look like. You were planning on doing things and your entire world was like ripped out from under you. Yeah. But look at your experience through all of that. You still go to dance. You still work out. You still go to your job every single day. You still show up for your kids every single day and you're working on yourself. Like there's so much from that experience that I think would serve you very well, bringing it into 2024. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Yeah. Good. And that made me think, remember when mom read who moved my cheese? I do remember that. I think <laughs> I'm going to read that book because really? it's all about, yeah, it's all about like managing your personal expectations when things are out of your control Interesting. or like how you react to things. Because I think that was one of her like anxiety fuels having Yeah. four kids um, was like there was always things that were uncontrollable and it was hard to like, I don't know. manage your thought process through all of that or how you react to things like maybe Yeah. I I'm I'm writing that down I am going to read who moved my cheese and see how it stands up because I think that's one of like I'm just thinking back on everything Mm-hmm. <laughs> that I already talked about through this whole episode is like I feel like it all goes back to like when things happen that are out of my control I mentally move into a space where I'm like, you suck at everything. Why are you like this? Why did you do that? And not like, okay, this is happening and I'm going to accept it. And this is how I would like to have reacted in the future. When I look back on this moment, like maybe I'm, I'm going to read that book and I'll, I'll let everyone know <laughs> how it works. yeah I look forward to your report on that Okay, good. I, I wrote it down. So now it's real. <laughs> okay good you wrote it down we'll put it in our we'll put it in our little podcast notebooks so that you can Perfect. tell us <laughs> My how podcast notebook, which is literally like a random collection of papers whenever I can find one. oh my gosh <laughs> are you serious because I bought it. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I have a wait, bird brain. I have a bird brain. I can't ever remember anything. Like I can't even remember which animal it's supposed to be That when sounds you a can't lot remember like self-deprecation, things. Elizabeth. No, no, no. I, this is acceptance. I've accepted that I have a terrible memory and that is just part of Terrible. my being. I would, I'm categorizing this as self-deprecation. Oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes my memory does not live up to my expectations. you have Okay? a lot going on. There's a I lot do. in I do. your brain. I mean, I'm not mad at myself for it. I don't think down on myself for it. It's just, it's part of my identity. Sometimes I have a hard time remembering things. Mostly where I put the notebook that I bought where I started taking notes. So um, it's somewhere in my house. Our house isn't that big. It shouldn't be hard to find. And yet here we are. How many weeks since we started this? <laughs> Four, five, six weeks since we started this whole podcast journey. And I have no idea where it is. So eventually I'll find it and I'll take all these random papers that I have notes on and I'll put them in the folder section of that notebook. But...
And then there's yes. me on the other hand with my like crazy type A. I have like a special notebook dedicated to the podcast. I date every mm-hmm. single like page that I have like, you know, I decorated my notebook with some stickers that bring me oh joy. Oh my gosh. And seriously, if I lose this notebook, if I, yeah, I know. If I lose this notebook, our podcast is over. (laughs) Oh no. Oh no. That can't happen. Get a safe. Lock it up. Luckily, luckily I'm keeping track of my notebooks is one thing I'm very good at. So yes. Yes. Our dad (laughs) had a notebook collection for work and every day. I have one of those. He would log what he did and what his thoughts were. And he would just have this like collection of notebooks and he numbered them in order. The dates that are contained within them. Like it was so incredibly organized. I have that. Yeah. Yes, that you you get a lot from that side of the family. I for sure do. Yes. I think (laughs) I get a lot from the other side of the family um yes I mean I think I think I think we're both a mix but yeah I think our our scales tip a little bit heavier on one side or the other I agree with you I would agree with that assessment so (laughs) so speaking of podcasts (laughs) and your notebook uh of podcast related things (laughs) <laughs> what are your hopes for this podcast over the course of 2024? Um, I just, you know, get a little bit better at producing it each time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely something we're figuring out along the way. Yes. Um, and just like broadening our stories, right? Like mm-hmm. um, it's been this so far and for, you know, a few more episodes um, will continue to be a really nice way to share what I've been going through with um, the people who we care about. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like I've said, social media is not really my game right now. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I know there are people who care about what I'm going through. And I'm yes. very happy to be, to have a forum to um you know share with them what I'm going through and also help myself process everything yes um but I'm really looking forward to um not just telling my story this year like telling you know your story telling stories of other women who we love and admire Mm -hmm. um and I'm also I also love that I put a blog on our website because um, I um, I'm looking forward to actually like putting some writing out. Um, I don't, and like, I don't care if nobody reads it, Um, (laughs) but I just, it feels intentional to me. So I'm definitely looking forward to, um, to kind of developing that part of this whole journey for myself journey (laughs) situation whatever you want to call it whatever we're gonna call it yeah exactly yeah how about you um I mean kind of like what you just said with the uh blog posts you're excited about them you don't care if no one reads them you're like doing it for you I kind of feel like starting this podcast for me, it's the same thing you know I I want to do this this is important for me to do this and if no one listens no one listens like that's not what I'm hoping for I'm not hoping to have like 1700 million listeners over 24 but I have to say I'm really touched and honored by the response we had just from the first couple episodes from friends and family who have tuned in and listened to us talk to each other and like Mm -hmm. getting text messages from people saying like oh it was so much fun to listen it was like sitting in a room chatting with you like that's that's what we wanted this whole entire time really totally. is is kind of that. So what I hope for the podcast over 2024, I, I hope someone feels like they're sitting chatting with us and are able to connect with what we're talking about. But I'm really looking forward to, like you said, sharing more stories and kind of creating 
a greater sense of community as we grow our sisterhood through the episodes of 2024. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with you. Thanks for listening to our conversation today. On our next episode, we'll have my husband, Matt, join us as our special guest to talk about how my diagnosis and treatments have affected our relationship, which, despite the whole cancer thing, will be a lot of fun. Until then, you can find us on Instagram at Sisterhood Unplugged or on our website at sisterhoodunplugged.com. Thanks for being part of our sisterhood. This is Sisterhood Unplugged, signing off. That was good. I'm glad we did that today. Yeah, me too. That was a fun one to talk about. I didn't take like too, too many notes. That's okay. Um, me neither. Yeah. So I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of hoping this one will be a little bit more cash. Yeah, same. Not clicking my pen open and closed is one of the hardest things about recording these oh. episodes. I didn't think about that. Like I've definitely heard my pen click a few times. Same. Not a journalist habit. I mean, I just, I think it's just a nervous habit, but Mm. I do love clicking a pen. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad we didn't record this yesterday because I was in a very different headspace yesterday. Yes. Yes. I'm glad we didn't record yesterday too. Yeah. We wouldn't have been able to because I had to go to the freaking DMV. 17 times. times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm telling you, every DMV in the entire world should have a picture of my face that says, don't be like Liz. And that was the last self-deprecating thing she said in 2024. (laughs) It's ending right now. (laughs) So So I'm going to heat up some taquitos. Ooh, enjoy. Thank you. I'm excited. I love taquitos. Oh, yeah. I guess I should eat lunch. Yeah, you should. All right. All right. Well, thanks for recording. It was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later. Okay. Okay. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.